0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Blitz Mentality Podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Mr. Nathan Norfleet from Furman Men's Golf. Today we're going to shout out, thank you so much to our sponsor, Waltz Waltz. Waltz Waltz is a compass and a megaphone for mental health, education, support, and change. And we're excited to see where this episode takes us today and learn a little bit more about Nathan Norfleet's schedule as a college athlete and... uh, here we go. The second episode of the Blitz Mentality Podcast. Here with me today, all the way from my living room, is Mr. Nathan Norfleet. Nathan, welcome. Hello, world. It's good to have you, buddy. Um, yeah. for, the folks that, uh, for the folks that don't know, Nathan's been my roommate for going on four years now, teammates, And now is my second, very first podcast guest on the Blitz Mentality Podcast. So we brought Nathan on today to talk a little bit about, you know, his daily schedule as an athlete, you know, what what are the pressures surrounding, you know, being a student athlete and the different things that go into that. So Nathan, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about your daily schedule. Walk us through what it means to be a student athlete and just walk us through a typical week.
1: Yeah, so I got to Furman. Uh, was definitely pretty excited about you know really pr- getting out to live out my childhood dream and play college golf at a Division One school um, with great academics and high level golf. Uh, so definitely you know having that pair together uh, definitely really wanted to get after it in golf and in the classroom. And that's Furman's is a very demanding. School academically, so you really have to, you know, have a good head on your shoulders to get through. So I mean, typically, you know, we usually have two, three workouts a week. Usually, you're getting up at about five o'clock in the morning, being in the gym at five thirty. You know, uh, start team warm ups at five forty-five, and going that about seven. And then on those days, you usually have team breakfast right after that for about thirty. 30 minutes or so then you come back, shower, change, get ready for class. Uh, Usually I try to get in my class schedule mostly in the morning. Sometimes you might get unfortunate and have a class in the afternoon, but you know, typically I'm out by about 1230, one o'clock and then from there kind of just put the books down, head to the course for uh, usually about three or four hours, um, depending on kind of what my practice schedule is for the week. Might be doing some stuff on the range, short game or putting, or then sometimes you'll go out and you know play eighteen or play nine and do a mix of both. Um, then kinda of after golf, yeah, uh, you know, usually come back, uh, study a little bit, kind of prepare a lot about, you know, just prepare your work schedule for the rest of the afternoon and the evening. And once you kinda get that done, usually find a friend or two and you know, go grab some dinner at the dining hall. You catch up for about, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And after that, you're basically just studying until you get everything done or, you know, need to go to bed. That's kind of like a day in the life of, you know, kind of the most strenuous days. Say on days you don't have workouts, usually getting up about 6 o'clock. Uh, just kind of doing some stuff to get my mind right in the morning, get my body loosened up and uh, just be Awake and alert getting ready for class, you know, kind of go class schedule is still about the same Uh, practice schedule is still about the same and usually in the evenings on days. We don't have workouts. I might have a little bit more time to just hang out with friends or You know do some of the stuff. I love like fish or uh, read or do some art Um, so that's kind of how a typical day goes yeah, it's really interesting. You you talk about how
0: busy it is being a college athlete. And of course, you know, I've told you listeners of the Blitz Mentality podcast that I also play on the Furman men's golf team. So for example, on weekends, do you have weekends off or are you constantly playing and practicing on the weekends? You know, what, what does your weekends look like? Because most people use their weekends to unwind and decompress. But as college athletes, we really don't get that that luxury. So tell us a little bit about the stuff that goes on in the weekends and a typical qualifying qualifying schedule
1: yeah it can be tough uh especially in the fall you know the weather's great down in the south you know it's cooling down a little bit you know you also got football going on and you know having a lot of friends are on the football team You kind of want to go watch and you know tailgating is a big big part of kind of southern culture and uh, but usually on the weekends, especially Saturdays, I mean, we're playing out. We're out of the golf course for about say eight hours, seven to eight hours a day. Um, kind of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, it's a whole ordeal. You got to wake up, fuel fuel your body right, and you, know, you got to get loosened up. You head to the course, warm up for about an hour, hour and a half, and then you're out there qualifying for you know four hours, four plus hours, and it's pretty competitive, really competitive team. Then once you kind of finish up, I mean, you're pretty beat, pretty tired, so definitely got to recharge a little bit. And so, I mean, I'd say in-season it's definitely very uh, taxing on mind and body, but, you know, then you kind of have the off-season, a bit more time to relax on the weekends. There's less daylight, so you have a little bit more time in your evenings to either get ahead on some schoolwork or, you know, just get some more sleep.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is a taxing taxing lifestyle. I mean, it's a lifestyle we both choose because we both enjoy and love the sport that we play. But so tell us a little bit about, you know, you talk about all these the pressures that go into the day in the life of a student athlete. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you deal with those specific pressures? Is there anything that you really like to do in your downtime or things that really help you unwind and decompress? Because as I know, it's so important to have those things to let your mind kind of relax for a little bit. And could you give our listeners some ideas for you know, what are some things that you do to relax and possibly they could end up doing to, to unwind?
1: Yeah. So I said, relaxing is definitely something I sometimes struggle with. I'm a pretty type A person. Uh, I like to stay busy and just, you know, keep working and move on to the next task. But, uh, I would say one thing that's really helped me is just putting everything in perspective and just like, you know you're living out your childhood dream and you know you know bad day on the golf course is better than a great day at work or in the classroom um, so you can't really get too upset at that and i mean just like your teammates you, know, you got a lot of friends around you great support system that's fun and i'd say just a when i try to find ways to relax uh I typically do a lot of art Um, I found a lot of joy and peace in that, you know, I'll sit down, read a good book for a little bit, um, try to learn something new, you know, kind of grow my mind, keep my mind sharp and, you know, usually kind of late fall and late spring, kind of out there, out on a lake catching some fish, you know, just kind of relaxing that way, just peace and quiet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it really, um, when you have such a busy schedule, it's so important to really put things into perspective and value those things that you enjoy to do. And as we both know, I know you love to go fishing and love to do do that. And shout out, shout out, we're going to do our first ad read. Shout out Nathan Norfleet art on Etsy. Um, My roommate is a very talented artist, so go check him out. It's, uh, It's pretty incredible. But moving on from moving on from a little bit more of the pressures and the daily tasks and lifestyle of a college athlete, I wanted to talk about, you know, do you believe that athletes prioritize their mental health enough? Because we have, we know, both know now that we all have really busy schedules and we're always on the go. And it seems like there's very little time to take time for yourself and take time for your mental health. So I just wanted to get your opinion and See what you say about, you know, do you think athletes prioritize their mental health enough?
1: Uh, I'd say it depends. I think, you know, the top 1% of athletes definitely put a lot more focus on, on that, on the mental aspect, especially those that are trying to go, you know, professional, whether it's NBA, NFL, you know, MLBs or you know, PJ Tour, um, all the different levels. But I'd say for, you know, the other 99%, I don't think people prioritize the mental health aspect enough. I think some of it's tough just because the schedules are so demanding and when you're trying to be, you know, the best athlete you can be and the best student you can be, you know, sometimes there's just not, you wish you'd have more time in the day. And I think sleep is something that a lot of athletes struggle to get enough of. Um, And, you know, also, the way I don't think in junior sports, like growing up, everything's so focused on you know getting the mechanics down, getting the physics down of whatever sport you play, and just putting in the reps where people kind of don't emphasize you know the importance of maybe meditation, sleep, uh, kind of visualizing what you want to happen, you know, visualizing success, and you know, just finding time to decompress and get away from the sport you play
0: yeah i think that's really interesting you talk a, lo- a little bit about sleep and as we know and a lot of the athletes that you see out there on the pga tour these days and now the mlb um major league baseball players have started wearing the whoop bracelet and the whoop bracelet really tracks your sleep and um I really think that sleep is just such an important key factor to be a successful college athlete and just a successful person period because when you're well rested you're able to process things more efficiently and you're able just to function more efficiently you know i, I really think that's really important and um you know meditation's another thing that it, it is incredibly important and you know whether or not um you've ever tried meditation i do urge you to give it a give it a shot because. It really could be nice to have that 10 minutes in your day where you sit down, whether you use a meditation app or you just sit down and you read your Bible for 10 minutes a day. And you sit down, and you really put things into perspective and it gives you some time to really focus on yourself and focus on just calming, calming your mind and body. And as we know, that's so important being a college athlete because you're all, your mind is always racing, your body is always racing, and you've got to learn ways to calm them, calm them down. Um, you know as we were as you were saying when you first got to Furman you were very wide-eyed and very um, excited for the times to come excited for the opportunities to be a college athlete you know what role did the older players play on the team in terms of teaching you how to to deal with the pressures of being a college athlete did they really help you find ways to find ways to better cope with everything that you had going on in your life. Can you just tell us a little bit about that for a second?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely older guys. Played a pretty big role and, you know, kind of just loosened me up a little bit, especially on, you know, after rounds of golf and stuff, go over there, you know, watch some other sports, um, kind of just go play some games and, I mean, just hang out, have some fun. uh, Try to not take yourself too seriously and, what's the greatest no matter you shot, you know, 67 or, you know, 80, 80, whatever. um, You know, the guys are always there to support you. They didn't treat you any different. Um, It was just like, it's always a good time with them. Yeah. I think it's really important to
0: separate your performance on the golf course or performance in a sport from how you feel about yourself and your self image. Because we all know that as athletes, you know, we do care a lot about how we perform, and that's a really important thing to all of us. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you need people surrounding you that aren't going to judge you by the way you play or, for instance, um, hold, you, hold you strictly accountable to your performance and not, not let you really live out the rest of your life and live out the enjoyment that you get from other activities. So I think that's really important. And I know for me as well, having those guys to kind of just sit down and you know realize it didn't matter what score you shot and they were going to treat you the same however however you played and that was really reassuring and comforting um to me as well so that's that's a really good point um you know now now we're seniors it's uh it's been a crazy ride four years and i look back and i still feel like a freshman but what would what advice would you give to younger athletes as they're in junior golf in terms of their mental health ways to start focusing on their mental health ways to attack it and just in general what advice would you give to upcoming freshmen or you know aspiring
1: athletes uh i'd say don't take yourself too seriously um you know you only get four years you know maybe five if you want to do a grad year um, you know, playing a college sport and I think the law of diminishing returns is so, so relevant to a lot of athletes, especially athletes that don't maintain a good balance between, you know, their school, their sport, and just their like relational, um, kind of aspects of life. Uh, I think once, you know, one gets out of whack, you know, it throws everything out of whack. Uh, so I think just, like, finding balance is is key, is key. I mean, you spend all your time studying, then, you know, your friendships and, you know, you're probably not going to be performing at the greatest level in whatever sport you play. And, you know, if you spend all your time playing your sport, then, you know, you're probably not going to have many friends or, you know, your grades probably going to be great. And, you know, if you spend time just with your friends all the time, then, you know, your grades aren't going to be that good or you know you're probably not going to be performing at your best but you know when you kind of find the balance and just find you know there's a time in the day for everything there's a time to work on your game and then when you're done working on the game it's just time to you know shut that part of your brain off and move on to the next part and just live in the present you know uh, i mean if you're stressed out or anxious you know you're just living in the future and if you're you know really discouraged and um, kind of beating yourself up you know you're living in the past but if you're living in the present I think I mean, it's a really it's really a gift.
0: Well that's awesome I, I think that, that's some really great advice about truly living in the present I think too too often at times as you were saying as human beings it's natural for us to want to look ahead and look behind us to have those past experiences define us and that's really something that we have to separate ourselves from in order to live our live out our life and i think anxiety a lot of it comes from both of those things a lot of things anxiety comes from beating yourself up from past experiences and worrying about what's going to happen in the future and with those two things combining you know say you have a bad tournament and all of a sudden you're worried about the upcoming tournament because of your previous, you know, your previous bad rounds and experiences. So, it's one of those things where you really got to separate separate those things out and truly live in the present. Um, I think that's that's really really important. Um, but Nathan, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today. This was some really wise advice that you gave gave to the people today, and I'm sure they're going to be, you know, interested to hear how. Are you know your senior year goes and what um what are your plans for the upcoming year and goals and just anything that you're looking to looking to do? I know you're going into the job world. What tell us a little bit about that as we close things out here?
1: It's gonna be a lot of networking for sure. Uh, I mean, definitely the past year really hit the you know making a lot of connections, a lot of phone calls. You know now with the virtual world, a lot of Zoom meetings and stuff. Uh, just trying to learn about what other people do, why they do what they do, um, you know, what, what excites them about it. Just trying to learn the ins and outs of different industries, um, you know. And so, I mean, I think that's going to take up a good bit of kind of free time, especially in the winter during the off season. I mean, when you get an opportunity to – You know better yourself or improve i think that i mean just keeps your keeps your mind sharp um, and you know just kind of don't want to leave college with with any regrets and i mean golf golf's gonna be busy it's gonna be exciting having a fall season Um, i mean it's not something we got to have last year because of COVID, but it's gonna be fun getting into campus and you know just hitting the ground running first thing but yeah, I'm just looking forward to it.
0: Well that's awesome, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining us today once again, folks. This is Nathan Norfleet. Um, I encourage you to check out Nathan Norfleet art once again on Etsy. He is the man. Um, like thanks, I buddy. said, we're uh, we're gonna get right back to you here in a few minutes and we're gonna talk about our weekly reading. So thanks Nathan for joining us and uh, we'll see y'all back here in a few. So for today's daily reading, we're going to talk a little bit about Matthew Wolf. Now, Matthew Wolf is a rising star and up-and-coming golfer on the PGA Tour. He is 22 years old. He has won the NCAA National Championship for Oklahoma State, and he has won once on the PGA Tour since he originally got on the tour over two years ago. And he has one of the most unique swings and is one of the most popular up-and-coming stars. But about two months ago, Matthew took some time away from the game because he told the rest of the PGA Tour and the media that he had a hand injury. But come to find out, at the U.S. Open, he opened up about his mental health struggles and the things that he was struggling about to to the world. Now, Matthew said that with all the pressure and anxiety that comes with being a professional athlete and a professional golfer in the spotlight, he felt like he needed to take time off to focus on his mental health and focus on enjoying himself out there on the golf course. And he said that throughout this time, in his two months in, re- in mental health, um, recovery. He was working with a therapist and speaking with people and his main focus right now is not only to get better but to start enjoying himself no matter his golf score. And as I've told you guys in the past how athletes performance can really affect their mental health and can affect the way they feel about themselves. Matthew was really equating his performance on the golf course with how he felt mentally when he would get off the golf course and how he performed on a daily basis was really affecting his mental health and affecting his daily lifestyle. So for the foreseeable future he is truly focused on getting better and focusing on enjoy- enjoying himself in the daily process and being in the present mo- moment as Nathan spoke about earlier. And really trying to improve himself. And I think this is, uh, this is an interesting case because anyone that follows professional golf and anyone that follows Matthew Wolf's career knows how happy and lighthearted he seems on the golf course. He competed in a two-person team challenge last April with Roy McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Justin Rose, and you could really, really tell that he seemed really happy and uh, lighthearted on the golf course, but really you don't know what's going on deep down in his, in his life, and um, we wish Matthew the best in his recovery and his strive towards bettering his mental health. So for all of you guys out there, I would just encourage everyone to take stock of, of your friends and realize that not only those people that seem to be okay and seem to be all happy and go lucky, that they might be struggling with stuff on the inside, and I encourage you to reach out to your friends and ask them how they're doing and ask them if there's anything that you could do personally to help out with their with their struggles so that's our daily reading for this week Um, I think it's like I said really important to reach out to your friends and and as athletes once again not equate your performance to how you feel on and off the on and off the uh, the courts or the course or the the field so thank you all so much for listening to this week's podcast of the blitz mentality Um, We will be back next week as we are doing an unknown interview. As of right now, we're talking to a few folks and uh, trying to get another interview on the docket, and we'll keep you all posted through our social media site. And we thank, once again, thank Waltz Waltz for their support and their guidance as an organization to helping me continue this podcast and continue being able to reach out to you guys and speak to you all um, and continue to better our mental health each and every day. So thanks so much for listening and that's it for today.